0: You are listening to a special series of SPU Voices podcasts featuring our music faculty. Amanda, why are we doing special podcast episodes? Because of Behold, a Sacred Sounds of Christmas virtual experience coming to your home December 12th. It's a fully produced Christmas special featuring some of our most talented professional alumni musicians. How can I sign up for that amazing event, Amanda? At spu.edu backslash behold. And Amanda, who can I thank for putting on this event? Let's thank all of our sponsors, especially U.S. Bank, our presenting sponsor. Amanda, why is it called Behold? I am so glad you asked. If you read the Nativity story in the Bible, you will see the word Behold quite a few times. Usually it's when an angel of the Lord comes and talks to people and says, Stop what you're doing. What I'm about to tell you is going to change your life forever. So we asked that same question to our musicians. Tell us some of your Behold moments where God stopped you in your tracks and changed the course of history. And boy, did we get some great answers. I'm so excited to have beheld this event. Now Behold, the SPU Voices podcast. Ann Bonacroix is in demand as a conductor, singer, and teacher of voice. Her foundation as a singer and extensive experience as a voice teacher shapes her priorities as a conductor as well. Healthy singing and development of a singer's personal vocal technique are emphasized in her choirs she conducts, and it contributes to the free and beautiful sound her choirs achieve. She joined SPU as a voice teacher and conductor of the treble choir in 2013. Ann, thanks for joining us today.
1: You're very welcome.
0: Well, let's just jump in with your journey into music and how that ultimately led you to SPU. That's not usually a short story for musicians, but
1: we'll <laughs> well, I'll try not to make it too long a story. <laughs> um, I I have been a musician all my life. Uh, I majored in music in college, went to graduate school in music, uh, and then um, moved to Seattle in 89. So by the time um so I had um been doing music uh both in uh performing church music uh community choirs that kind of thing uh for quite a while in Seattle and had worked in those uh circles with several people who were on faculty at SPU. And then when a position came open at SPU, those uh friends recommended that I apply, and so that's how I, that's how I was led to, to SPU.
0: Were you, I mean, I, I think when you hear choirs, there's usually a, a sacred aspect to those choirs, a a church aspect somewhere along the way. Were you looking to work in a faith-based institution?
1: When, actually, when the, when the position came open, and when uh, friends recommended that I apply for it, I really wasn't looking to teach on the university level at all um, I was very happy with the balance of jobs that I had so I hadn't really sought that out and but it but when the opportunity came up it just seemed like a great opportunity and one that I just couldn't pass up that I really needed to apply for that position and it's worked out so well that the experience that I have brought for from working in churches for most of my life and and being a person of faith and um, experiencing worship, you know, from from childhood on has really helped my uh, my teaching at SPU then. And they've, they've really gone hand in hand. Uh, and it's it's um, been much more rewarding, I think, than if I had been in a university situation that was not uh, a faith-based one.
0: Right, right. Where you couldn't bring your entire self with you to practice right. to every day. Yeah. Right. That makes a lot of sense. So when, when you decided to, to come into the university setting, did you have specific goals in mind? Like when you work with a whole set of students as they come all the way through their university experience, do you have like, if every student I work with comes out with X, I will feel successful?
1: I would say if every student learns something about their voice. I will feel successful. I want to add to that too. But um, and by that, I mean not only their singing voice, but their unique voice and um, way of communicating and way of making an impact in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that we that we all have a voice and it's not just a singing voice, but it's our our being and what we want to communicate to the to the world. And if people learn more about that while uh, they're in my groups or in my classes that would definitely, uh, that would, I would feel successful. The second part of that is particularly in the choirs. I, I hope that each student gets a sense of being part of something greater than they could achieve on their own. And I think this is a, that all of our choirs and our choir concerts and making music together have that component. I think it's especially true for Sacred Sounds because that's such a a large project that everybody gives up a little bit of themselves, but we end up with an end result that is so much greater than any of us could achieve on our own. I think that's a very important life lesson to learn and I think that music uniquely creates space for that experience to happen for our students.
0: Oh, yeah. I absolutely agree with that. Anyone who's been a part of any sort of arts ensemble and creating, whether it's a play or a choir or an orchestra, that that you you described it really well. I have to bring the best of who I am to the table, and yet I must compromise and give up a little bit of that to the group as well. And that's when you know, the great gestalt happens, right? That's when the sum of the parts is, is so much greater um, than that. The whole is so much greater than the sum of the parts.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Do you have a sacred sounds memory that when people say that word that, that you think about?
1: Not a very specific memory, but um, just in general over the years, the experience of all of our music students, being together for this project, for this concert. you know, It's the one time of year that all the singers get to work with the um, orchestra and wind ensemble. And then to have that further magnified by this huge community of alumni and supporters and family and friends, and this, this amazing audience that comes together as well in the beautiful space of Benaroya or in my first couple of years in McCaw Hall, to have all of that come together and I guess especially to see the students that are experiencing experiencing that for the first time to realize what that this is what Sacred sounds is all about. Because we can tell them, but it's theoretical up to that point. And then when they're in Benaroya Hall and they hear the Wind Ensemble and Orchestra and everything starts coming together, and then they see that amazing audience, um, it, it the whole package is just such an amazing experience for everyone and it's great to see that reflected in the excitement of the students and particularly the students that are experiencing it for the first time.
0: Yeah, there's something about that, the synergy of, of all those people filling that, that beautiful house coming together. I know one of my favorite memories is being up on one of the higher uh, balcony levels and looking down. For those who've never attended a Sacred Sounds, there are a couple of times where the entire congregation, I want to say, almost, the yeah. audience <laughs> The audience uh, is asked to stand to their feet, and they sing with the combined choirs and orchestra to sing a Christmas carol. And when I'm looking down into this huge audience, and they all turn the page of the program at the same time, and I, this is—I'm going to drop this name for the music nerds out there—it's like a Philip Glass moment when you hear this. <laughs> And everybody turns the page at the same time and starts to sing. It gives me goosebumps every year. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you think about this year and not being able to come together for for the the Christmas, uh, what's Christmas gonna be like? How is that gonna be different this year?
1: But yeah, my whole holiday season is gonna be very different because it's not only um, not having the Sacred Sounds concert. It's the other organizations that I work with that also aren't having concerts and are doing virtual things instead. Um, I also still have a church job and so all of that music is going to be pre-recorded in some way rather than um people being able to sing together in person. So the the strategizing around all of that and um trying to plan meaningful experiences for the people that I work with and the people that I serve. Um, without being able to do the thing that we really love to do (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. is very um, is going to be very different and and is disheartening at times. I think we are holding on to the hope that this uh, situation is going to get better, that someday we will be able to sing side by side again and make music together that way. And we hold on to that hope. But there are kind of like with our Sacred Sounds recording, so much of the preparation for the pre-recorded things that are going to be released around the holidays um, have to happen so much earlier because of all the editing and all of that, um, that it's it's actually going to make December, I think, fairly quiet because a lot of the pre-recording is already done and now that music is off to editors, and um, which is not something that I... Uh, have responsibility for in most of my situations. So um, for me, it's uh, it's going to be a fairly quiet December, I think. We'll, do, we'll, we'll wait and see, I suppose.
0: Yes, I think that's going to be true for a lot of artists this year that instead of traveling or performing for, for other people's family Christmas moments, um, they will have done that already and they'll be home with their own family and friends. And I I just wonder if if there's a little bit of Of hope and bright side that we can all look on this year of having done some of those things ahead of time, like our own Behold Sacred Sounds of Christmas experience, all the the stories and the music and the alums that have been put together for this beautiful Christmas special. But then we all get to enjoy it together with our own families instead of being on stage, right, with our families in the audience. So I hope I hope that it will be just this year, and everything will will sort of return to our our normal or a better than normal. But I I do hope we can look at the bright side this year.
1: Yeah, I think that um, I think that all of us are trying to continue to uh, form community with our students and uh, give them the best experience possible in this, even though it's a very different experience. And I agree. I think that people are going to find different ways to celebrate the holidays, and maybe those will be more quiet, or maybe those will be more virtual. (laughs) But there will still be Christmas, just like there still was Easter last spring, Mm -hmm. um, even though most of our uh, churches weren't worshiping in person at that point. And we'll, we'll celebrate the birth of our Savior. And maybe this gives us a little bit more time to reflect and hold in our hearts those things that are most important, because we won't have the the rush and the hubbub and the full calendar that we would have had in a normal year.
0: Yeah. Amen. Well, Bethann, we like to end each of our conversations with the same question that I will ask you now, um, from your unique perspective, if everyone in Seattle could wake up tomorrow and do one thing differently, that would make the world a better place, what would you have us do?
1: Well, this would be a really big thing. (laughs) and, (laughs) and, uh, um, but, I, but my, boy, if I, if I had the power to do so, I would have everybody wake up and take action on behalf of those most vulnerable in our community and in our world. Um, I think that the, the challenges we face around poverty, homelessness, uh, inequity, and injustice are issues that it's going to take all of us to make any progress um, in those areas, and so if everybody could get up and take one action to help to help alleviate those issues, I think uh, it could make an amazing difference.
0: I absolutely agree with that. <laughs> all right, thanks, Beth Ann for joining us, and I hope you'll come back again someday.
1: Thank you. it's been a pleasure to talk with you
0: and let's end our time together with a prayer of blessing. May the Lord bless you and all you put your hand to. May the Lord be gracious to you and all who hear your story. May he bring unity to our community and peace to us all. Amen.